I'm just glad to be here, and thank you for the invitation, Brother Matt. I thank you very much, and uh, I just want to thank you for having us this morning. Uh, and uh, let's open our Bibles in the book of Philippians. I was visiting with some friends uh, this past week, uh, and I remember when, I, when they asked me to preach in Grace Baptist Church, I would preach Philippians 1. Then I, I decided, you know, if they invite me to preach, I'm going to preach on Philippians 2. And then uh, if they invite me again, I'm going to preach on Philippians 3. So uh, pretty much it seemed like the sermon was the same every time they invited me to preach. And one of my friends told me this week, uh, you should have written your thesis on 57 times of preaching Philippians. <laughs> but... Uh, I just want to share this, this passage of a scripture in Philippians chapter 3, verse, verses 13 and 14. And before I begin, I want to say that uh, I have noticed that, you know, I, I have this tendency now, I don't know if that, if that is normal, to forget things. Uh, sometimes, you know, there are people that they are telling me about story that that we live together, and, and when they mention that, I say, well, you know what, I don't remember that. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe a day after that, they, I, I begin to remember, oh, that was true. I don't know if that has happened to any of you, but that is happening to me right now. So uh, probably some of you had these New Year resolutions at the beginning of the year. I don't know who... Who does that or who does not do that? But, uh, you know, we try to set up goals for the new year or the year to come. And maybe by now, some of those resolutions uh, might be forgotten by, by many of us. Or probably we just quit, you know, doing what we purpose or had the purpose to do. Sometimes we are forgetful in many areas of, of the things that we are supposed to do. And... Even though it's, it's not good, you know, to forget things, and, but that happens, uh, the Bible tells us to forget about some things in some areas of our life. So in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14, I'm going to read it, and it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and I'm going to repeat that phrase, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is scripture that is inviting us to forget some things, to be forgetful. And I know, you know, there are things that we cannot forget. Uh, I don't know if you like, you enjoy watching pictures, but I, I enjoy watching pictures, you know, not just for the fun of how I looked in the past or how much, I, how much hair I had in the past, but just looking at pictures and seeing, you know, and remembering I was doing this and, and we were in this part of, uh, of Mexico or uh, we have pictures from Arkansas, beautiful pictures of this natural state. And, and all those pictures bring back memories. I even have pictures of, Dan being young back then, back in the day, as they say. So uh, looking at pictures from the past is, is, is interesting. And maybe 
we ought not to forget a lot of the things because those memories from the past make, makes us what we are now. However, there are things that we should forget, you know. Uh, in the past, we have shed our tears and caused tears to be shed by others. And just as I remember the joys and victories of the past, I also remember some of the failures and bad decisions that I made in the past. If I were to make a list of the things that I should have done and didn't do, it would be very painful, don't you think? But if I make a list of the things that I have done that I shouldn't have done, it would be even more painful. So the Bible says here in this scripture, verse 13, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. So the first idea I'd like to share with you is let us forget what is left behind. Let us forget what is left behind. Here the Apostle Paul tells us that the first step to living a life that truly glorifies God is trying to forget the things that are left behind. The word that Paul uses here is an interesting word that means intentionally neglecting. Intentionally neglecting. In other words, Paul is telling us that we should strive to forget uh, some of the things from the past. Forgetting certain events of the past, you know, should be a priority of the believer. Forgetting certain things that we went through should be a priority of all of us. And why? Because it is impossible to move forward if we're still living in the past. We need to forget and, and, and let all those things behind. If we don't know much about the life of the Apostle Paul, which I think all of us know, uh, we can remember that there were a lot of things that Paul was ashamed of that he did in the past before he came to know Christ. The Apostle Paul had caused, many, had caused a lot of pain to many people. He had caused a lot of pain to many families. And probably all that pain that he caused to many was a great burden on him. Well, if we focus only on the past mistakes and the failures, then we will be living in constant regret. And that is something that the Lord does not want us to do. I don't know what are the things that you need to forget. I know what are the things that I ought to forget about the past. It may be possible that maybe uh, you had a difficult childhood. I was, uh, I was talking to our granddaughter. Her name is Joe, And, and she asked me what, uh, how I was when my mother passed away. And I said, you know what? I was your age. I was seven. And she couldn't believe. And she said, oh, I thought you were like 18 or 20. And I said, no, I was seven. And you know those things that happened to you in the past, sometimes they, they leave a mark on you, and, and a mark that, you know, is, is difficult at the moment to go through those situations. But probably you had a difficult childhood. It may be possible that you were physically or emotionally abused. Perhaps you are a child of a divorce or have gone through a divorce. Perhaps your actions in the past have hurt many people around you, the people that you love the most. All those things ought to be left behind so that we can move 
forward. The Bible says clearly, forgetting those things which are behind. If God, if it is God who allows us to cover the past and its bad experiences, it is God who helps us to forget those things that may seem unforgettable. It is God who erases those memories that probably paralyze us and keep us from moving on. God surrounds us with his love and he tells us, you are forgiven. And I thank God for that because he forgives us. That peace that allows us to forget and to start over came at the point of salvation. And you know many things. You probably know the story of myself and my family. And you know when we were there just with my father and these five boys. It was a difficult situation. But God can take situations like that and just restore them and make them new. As we reflect on our salvation, we discover that our past is forgiven. Absolution comes from Christ. Setting us free and empowering us for the future and preparing us for the future. So some of us may be able to identify with Apostle Paul. We ought to forget those things from the past. Things we did in the past uh, that probably caused some pain to others. We need to forget that. Or maybe somebody caused pain to you. You need to forget about that so that you can move forward. But not only forget things, you know, that were, were bad or negative. I was thinking about things that we have categorized as a success. Because when we live in the past, and in past, uh, should I say successes? When we live in those, we have this tendency of feeling satisfied. And we don't want to do more. Please pray for our congregation in Mexico. We've been praying for years. The Lord allowed us to establish another word. You probably know about uh, San Vicente Chicoloapan with Brother Rivas. Well, Dan and Gail know them. Uh, I mean, that's another church that came out of the work of our church in Mexico City. And we just thank God for that church. They... They are about to finish paying for their property and uh, started building something in that uh, property that they purchased. And we are maybe too satisfied with what the Lord has allowed us to do in the past. But for a while, we haven't been able to establish another work. We tried in one location, didn't work. We tried in a second location, didn't work. And our, our, our prayer to God is help us establish another church. Because sometimes we feel satisfied and, and we feel pleased for the things that we have done in the past. Past victories that we have had are in the past. You may feel or, or we may feel satisfied and good about the things that we have accomplished. But that's in the past. We need to move forward. So I may ask to all of us, are we willing to forget and not just the past achievements or just the past failures or experiences. But can we bring that to the next step, which is to move forward? And that is the next idea I'd like to share with you. Let's, let us extend to what is ahead. 
The Bible says in this verse, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So the second idea is let us extend to what is ahead. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You know, the, the gift of forgetfulness makes possible the second step we are to take. And that is to strive to move ahead. We don't need to spend our time and energy in this remorse or this regret. We don't need to spend our time or energy feeling bad, you know, about things of the past. We need to move forward. Once the past is clear, we have a new opportunity to start over again. The phrase is interesting here. Because it's, uh, we can see this phrase of moving forward in several ways. The Bible says, and I'm going to read again this phrase, uh, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. It's interesting, but the fact that it says reaching forward, that talks about moving, staying in the road and in the path of the Lord. This phrase is interesting because it, it may be seen in se several ways. The idea is not stopping. Not stopping. Not giving up. And sometimes, you know, the situations we go through, they, we have this tendency of giving up. And maybe abandon the ways of the Lord. Or maybe abandon the path of the Lord. It's interesting, but thinking about Moses, that he struggled with many things, but never stopped. He never thought about going back to Egypt. He went and lived through very difficult things. He dealt with difficult people. He had a very difficult family, and he never gave up. Dear brother and sister, you may have stones on the way, but we need to extend to what is ahead. Despite of the obstacles that we may see on the way, let us remember that adversity is part of the path. It is part of the path. And when you see adversity as you walk with the Lord and as you live your Christian life, when you see adversity, you can either face it you can either deny it, you can either flee from it, but let's hope that we all will stand firm, you know, and continue in the path. The Apostle Paul continued in this idea, and it's interesting how he was writing this letter from prison. It's interesting how he as a Christian man experienced a lot of things like shipwrecks, he was betrayed, he was abandoned, he was stoned, he was in danger many times, he was despised by the Jews uh, and disciples and others, and he never abandoned the ways of the Lord, nor his service to God. So we need to move forward. The other idea that I see here about moving to the things that are ahead is we need to be moving forward. We cannot stay the same. 
We cannot be the same. There should be a change. The phrase extend to what is ahead speaks to us about progress, express to us growth, not only not going back or leaving the path of the Lord, but also growing. Uh, this is graduation season for you, right, guys? Right? Graduation season, and we just saw uh, two young men that just graduated. Congratulations. That's wonderful. And, you know, we see them moving forward. Christian life should be the same. We should move forward. We need to grow. How can we, we grow? Maybe learn more. Maybe read more of the scripture. Maybe pray more. Maybe uh, attend services more. Maybe love your family more. Be a better father, a better husband, a better son, better daughter, better mother, better wife. It has to do with moving. If you notice verse 13 again, it says... Uh, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. All this has to do with moving, with actions. Not only that, but at the beginning of verse 13, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do is not one thing I feel or not one thing I, I intend to do. He says one thing I do, and that is an action. And we need to be moving. We need to, to do. We need to be, you know, going forward. The third idea that I, like, that I like to share that is also in this verse. And actually it's not in verse 13. It's in verse 14. It says, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let me just read verse 13 again. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And the third idea is let us press toward the goal. Let us forget the past. Let us move ahead. And let us press toward the goal. This word that Paul uses about pressing is a Greek, Greek verb that means to run or to chase something. The idea is to pursue something with intensity, pressing forward with intensity, pressing toward the goal with intensity. It is the same word that is used in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 when it talks about having us a joy when we are persecuted. It's like if we have to persecute, persecute the goal. That's the intensity of the word. He said, not that I have already reached it, not that I am already perfect, but I am pressing toward that. That's what he said in verse 12. Persecute the goal. None of us should think that we have already reached the goal. We have not. If Paul hadn't reached it back then, and we know who he was, I'm very sure that we have not reached it. We have not. 
It is a terrible mistake to think that we have obtained all that God wants for us. There is a saying, and I wrote it down, and it says, satisfaction is the grave of progress. When you feel satisfied, you're not going to feel like you need to progress or to grow. You're not going to feel like you need to press toward the goal. We must press toward the goal of becoming more and more like Christ. That is the goal. It is a personal decision. No one can make that decision for you or for me, but I have to make that decision to press toward the goal of becoming more like Christ. It implies not thinking that we have already reached such maturity. You know, many of us have been, have, have been in the gospel, have known Christ for many years. Maybe you started coming to church since you were little. And you have been in church all your life. There's still room to grow. There's still something that we need to be doing. Press on. The wonderful grace that was given to us in salvation does not exclude in any way the efforts that we need to put into pressing toward the mark or toward the goal. The Apostle Paul uses the expression that it was perfectly understood by the readers back then. And it is understood by us. The goal is to be Christ-like. To have lives that are like Christ. So the question to us, are we, the questions are, are we pressing on to the goal with all our effort? Is it our greatest desire to become like Christ? Is our life a reflection of this desire? Can people tell that we are really pressing on to reach the goal? The apostle stresses the fact that he had not reached that goal. Of course, you know, Paul was well, well aware of the Olympic Games back then. And you, can, you have probably seen on TV how these uh, athletes, you know, if they are running, they give all there on the, uh, on the track. They are running and running. And if someone looks behind and gets distracted. It may be a fraction of a second, but he loses, right? We need to have our eyes fixed on the goal. Our goal is to be like Christ. We cannot look behind. And I, I see all the effort of these athletes as they are running, how they, at, at the end, they lean forward to pass the finish line, that is our goal. That is our goal. Not looking back. So let us forget what is left behind in order to extend to what is ahead. And that will help us to continue pressing toward the goal. The goal is be like Christ. And you know what? The goal is the same here. The goal is the same in Mexico. The goal is the same everywhere. 
That is God's will to become like Christ. I'm going to turn the services over to Brother Matt. Thank you. Amen. I'll ask our musicians to come and Brother Richard to come as we prepare for an invitation. Thank you so much, Brother Reuben, for this excellent and challenging sermon from the Word of God. If you need to make any decisions this morning about serving the Lord, forgetting what's behind and pressing on to what's ahead, you can do that this morning. Let's stand and prepare for our invitation.